Passcast, the podcast from the Portable Antiquities Scheme. Hello and welcome to a very special Passcast bonus episode. We are back um, with a little sneaky episode that we thought we'd rush out ahead of Sunday's European Cup final. Um, football may hopefully be coming home. It may indeed. It's certainly come to this home, Lucy, I think. <laughs> um, we watched it. I uh, watched it with uh, two of my kids. Uh, I, I watched the semi-final the night, two of the kids. The, the oldest one's just not interested at all. She's far too intellectual for football, not like me. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it was just the three of us, but it was yeah, it was lovely, actually. It was really nice. And I guess they're so young now. They'll uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully if all goes to plan, they'll remember it and um, be a nice thing for them. But we thought we could just, you know, jump on the football bandwagon. And uh, everyone else is doing it. Everybody else is doing it. So why can't we? I think that was an album, wasn't it, in the 90s? <laughs> And also, ironically, we both kind of got some divided loyalties going on with this game because we both worked yeah. quite a lot in Italy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I, if I was, if, if it was Italy against anybody else, um, I, I would be supporting Italy. But obviously, you know, I'm English to my marrow. Unfortunately, well, that's what we said as well. So we support Italy against everyone except England. Yeah. Yeah, I have to. I have to. You know, although, um, although, uh, yeah, my because uh, my my partner is um, half Welsh, so the the kids uh, were, were had divided loyalties in the early games, but now they're kind of they're, they're all right. They, <laughs> Wales have unfortunately fallen by the wayside. They're they're fully English at least until well, hopefully after ten o'clock on Sunday night. <laughs> ten o'clock. You'll be lucky. Eleven o'clock. Eleven o'clock. No, I can't get an extra time. You know. But um, yeah, hopefully we'll rush this episode out, as Lucy says, and we'll get it out before the um, before the match actually happens. But uh, yeah, so good luck, England. Let's hope that we can listen yeah. to it in retrospect and think, yes, this was a good yeah. thing to do. I'm sure that the entire England squad listened to Pascast, so good luck. I'm sure, they do. Sure they do. I'm sure Harry is uh, is is right now looking to see if we've updated the episodes. So uh, yeah. <laughs> we've got we've got a few uh, we've got a few vaguely football related or England and Italy related objects that we thought we could tie in on this uh, band, tie to our bandwagon as we jump it. I think I'm mixing my metaphors there a little bit, but uh, yeah. So we're going to start, what are we going to start with? Are we going to start with the earliest object, aren't we Lucy, I think? Yeah, I think we are. And it's one that you found and you chose. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we, we thought three lions, you know, let's see what we've got with three lions on the database. And of course we've got Harness pendants. And I think we've talked a little bit about harness pendants before, if memory serves. I think possibly we have. I quite like harness pendants, actually. They're one of the earliest. I like harness pendants. Yeah. They're, they're so pretty. pretty. They're so pretty. They're enameled, obviously. Goes without saying. Oh, well, if it's enameled, bends all over it. Yeah. But um, but also it's one of the one of the early objects that I started to, you know, that I, that I got in when I first started this job. And we've talked about the steep learning curve before. But um, I ha- so in Durham, we every year we um well, usually, not last year, but every year, we do like an archaeology magazine that talks about all the nice sites and things in the county. And PAS gets a little bit of a, an article at the back. And the first article I wrote, I was like, you know, I've been in the job for maybe a couple of months and I was scratching around thinking, oh, my God, what am I going to write about? And I just recorded a harness pendant and I thought, wow, you know, OK, I'll write about harness pendants. So I wrote about some harness pendants. Not this one that I'm about to introduce, I have to say. But um, but yeah, I'll, I'll 
yeah, I'll introduce this one. Um, so this is a harness pendant, and if you want to look it up, it's uh, Hesh H E S H five A eight five two nine, and it's a cast copper alloy heraldic harness pendant of probable fourteenth century date. It's sub triangular and shield shaped uh, in plan. Um, it's got a slightly beveled profile, and on the top of it, there's a uh, a, a, a loop. A pendant loop so that you could suspend it. Um, the front of the pendant has an enamel design, and this consists of three lions passant gardon. That means that they're standing That's on all like fours. You can sing it. Three lions passant gardon. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's wonderful. wonderful, Lucy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that means they're standing on all fours, but they've got one poor raised gardon. Um, and each are raising a broad sword. I don't know if the lions on the England, I'm not sure if lions on the England crest uh, have broad swords. I'm not sure. Actually. I don't think they do, but that's fun, do. though. That What's fun. more dangerous than a lion? A lion with a broad sword. Yeah. <laughs> the, the lions are kind of stacked on top of each other on the shield, um, so vertically. Um, and they kind of vary in size a little bit with a teeny tiny one at the bottom and a whopping great big one at the top. And, and across the top of the shields, a very dark coloured, uh, a dark blue coloured label um, with three descending lines. And I'm not quite sure what... Is it like a marker of a particular status? Like how you get a Ben Sinister for an illegitimate child? Maybe. And stuff like Maybe. That. Could it be like, I don't know. Something like that. Could be. Um, I don't know. Um, it's um, it's pretty standard kind of type of harness pendant, I'd say. Um, uh, and the majority of pendants, I'm going to read now from that little bit that I wrote a few years ago, you see. So I've already got the, the research done. Uh, it's because the majority of pendants, um, uh, they tend to be uh, either later 13th into the 14th uh, century. And of course, as we, well, as with that loop on the top, they're used to decorate and hang from leather horse harnesses. I think they go around the kind of, you're more horsey than me, but they go around the girdle, <laughs> don't they? Around the front. Yeah, they go around the sort <laughs> no of chest like. area, don't yeah. they? They go around the, yeah. the, the chest area. I think there's, there are, I've seen some reconstruction drawings. I think Mr. Webley, Rob Webley, has shared some in his horse training. So, um, yeah, there are reconstructions. I'll see if I can find a picture to stick in. Um, they're often called heraldic pendants. Indeed, this one was called a heraldic harness pendant, but. Um, Many of them actually don't feature any heraldry at all, but they are very uh, sort of evocative of this kind of age of chivalry kind of period. A lot of them are quite poorly manufactured and they are suggesting they're not, well, we know they're not really made for, you might think that they're made for the nobility and for the kind of the upper classes to, 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 to display and show off, but they're not actually. And this is why they're quite interesting. They're a bit more vernacular than that. Um, it's likely that they were kind of trappings for horses of people like retainers, bailiffs, stewards, people with a bit of authority, um, but not quite up there with the lords and the, the, the estate, lords and ladies in the estates, but certainly to show a sense of belonging, you know, perhaps to a family or an estate, as I said, or, or, or something of that nature. Um, and so often they're decorated with, you know, it might be like um, a, a part of the coat of arms or part of the, you know, the heraldic devices that tie into those for the, 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 the local lord or whichever estate they're working on. Often they don't. Often they're just kind of pretty and they have pretty designs on it. it's kind of making an impression in numbers, though. Like, you don't need to get too close to yeah. it. You can see somebody's got, um, like, multiple harness pendants dangling off the front of their horse. <laughs> so it's kind of making, it's making a statement, but like, you're not looking too closely yeah. at the sort of workmanship that's gone into it. 
but yeah this one's quite interesting though isn't it like yeah. um the three lines device although we yeah. you know, we've all heard that phrase a lot this week yeah. three like the three lines device on this one is quite specific isn't it yeah yeah, why is it specific, Lucy? <laughs> well, in the record, it's really specific because it, um, it it belongs to the arms of England during quite a distinct period. So it's only from about ah, yes, yes, years. And um, the blue label, um, yes. reading the record further, is indeed a mark of difference. So it's the arms of the heir to the throne. So this is somebody who is working for or who wants to show that they're loyal to um, Edward II or Edward III. But there's something really juicy in here that's kind of just made me yeah. um, prick up my ears. Like regular listeners will be able to tell this is a bit more spontaneous than our usual episodes. But <laughs> off script and dangerous. Yeah. But, um, if you think about um, the the deposition of Edward II by his wife Isabella of France and um, Roger Mortimer after Ooh, yes, sort of yes. various abuses of power, they come over in the name of her son Edward III. So it's all done in the name of the heir who's going to um, be a rightful king and restore justice to the land. Yeah, so yeah. if you're wearing um, Edward III's arms, then you're going to be making quite a clear statement of allegiance during that period of uncertainty, I guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Aren't there some um, pilgrim badges with um, Isab- Isabella and, and Mortimer on, or, or Isabella? Oh, I don't know. Is, or am I confusing my medieval? I might well be. Ignore that, everyone. Um, no, I bet yeah, you're not. I bet you're not. But they're a fascinating couple. They my are gosh. Fascinating, yeah. <laughs> After I'd said all that about the oh, they're not for the nobility. There, it actually says in this record in the notes section, which I hadn't noted. Well, they may have decorated the horse of someone in royal service. So there we go. <laughs> yeah, but you said about bailiffs and people in power. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be someone hugely impressive. It's kind of a bit weird. It, it looks like someone's drawn on it with a blue sharpie, really, doesn't it? It, <laughs> it doesn't, it's not particularly sort of... Um... Yeah, it's really not very good, is it? No, no. right. It looks like someone's just gone over the top of it. Not that we would ever dare accuse our darling colleague of Herefordshire and Shropshire of such an act of the Sharpie. Is this a Reval find? (laughs) I'm I'm not loved it. I can't see. (laughs) I think it must be a Peter Reval find if it's etched. It is a Peter Reval find. It's been there forever. Yes, of course. So that's our our English. There's our English three lions find. But what have we got from Italy, Lisa? Well, this is kind of one that, that ends up in England, but um, has a, an Italian origin. And I've recorded quite a few of these now, but there are these little coins called Venetian Soldini. And um, they're really tiny and very cute and very tiny. detailed. And um, that Soldino apparently means little shilling, um, but they had this nickname, the galley halfpence, which is after the galley people who imported them. So there's this idea of Venetian fleets um, trading through the summer period in England. So people coming over to trade and then coming back during the summer when um, the Bay of Biscay is not such a horrible sailing experience. Mm. And um, we get them in the early 15th to early 16th centuries. And there was a real shortage of English half pennies during this time. So the little Venetian coins were really useful for people to use. And um, the ones I normally see are the kind of later ones under the Doge um, Leonardo Loredan, who was the, the, the ruler of Venice. So you don't have you don't have a sort of the, the rulership system in Venice is a bit different. It's kind of um, a long way from this English royal family. And it's really interesting. But what they have on them is the emblem of the city of Venice, which is the winged lion 
of St Mark. So you have all of these lovely little coins which have um, have have lions on. So the early ones do have wings, the later ones just, you know, your common or garden bog standard lion. I was trying to work it out. Apparently, um, it's not very clear what that link to the lion is for the for the um, for the gospel writer Mark. And supposedly there's a reference to an Old Testament verse that's thought to be a lion. But then there's also a folk story about a lion and lioness appearing to Mark and his father. And the father was afraid and told his son to save himself. But um, Mark assured his father that Christ would save them. And so the poor old lion snuffed it. And then the father believed in Jesus Christ. (laughs) But I think that sounds like quite an anachronistic story. And speaking of anachronistic stories, um, the Venetian tradition is that Mark was traveling in Europe and arrived at the Venetian lagoon and an angel appeared and said, peace be with you, my evangelist, here your body will rest. And when the Venetians stole the relics of St. Mark from Alexandria and nicked them and took them to Venice, um, they said that this was divine justification and he had always been meant to be there. And from then on, um, you see the lions in the Piazza San Marco in Venice and um, you'll see lions all over the city. But um, it's what a fantastic story. So we've got relic theft. We've got um, lion sudden death syndrome. We've got all sorts of things going on in there. And then we've also got them turning up in England and fulfilling a really useful function for people. Yeah, Galley, I've just read another record. Galley, Galley Halpens, Halpens, Galley Halpens, they're called apparently. Yeah, you know, the Venetian galleys and, and coming in seasonally, seasonal soldinos. There you go. But, yeah, um, that sounds like an ice cream. <laughs> yeah, it does sound like an ice cream, though, doesn't it? Soldi- I'll have a soldino. <laughs> I'll have a soldino, please. There are 1,226 recorded on the database. Wow. So that's quite a lot, really. Really? Gosh, that yeah, is that's, that's more than I thought. Yeah, I think I've recorded, I'm sure I've recorded some. I'm sure I have. I can't bring up the records right now, but I'm sure I have recorded them i'll see if i can dig them out somewhere but, um yeah wow, fascinating so that's so we've got an so we've got an english farm we've got an Al- italian far, well italian find italian coin anyway italian related coin. yeah so what we're going to round off with them to round up this this uh, this uh short bonus episode i thought there'd be nothing to round up better than an actual footballer so i just stuck in the database and searched football um, there's lots of records popped up where people have described things as looking like a football, which I'm not <laughs> quite sure that. I'm not uh, sure Helen that's Ge- in the fans' recording. Yeah, I'm not sure Helen Gate would agree with that kind of uh, descriptive terminology. Should it, be, should it should be spherical and not? But anyway, they popped up. But I did find the only footballer I think on the database, and this is a uh, a badge, and it's uh, the reference number is NLM dash. Um, 0D, ED, 4D, and it's a lovely, in my opinion, it's a lovely uh, cast figurative badge depicting a sportsman, probably a footballer. It's got to be a footballer. It's got to be a footballer. Yeah, yeah, it has to be a footballer. And the suggested, it says the body is angled and uh, downwards, and it looks as if the, uh, it may indicate the figure is about to play the ball. So that's yeah, definitely. He looks like he's about to um, fire off a pass, doesn't he? And his arms spread out to kind of try and balance i think yeah yeah and uh, he appears to be wearing vertically striped blue sh- uh, shirt of blue and white uh with shorts extending above the knees ah right could be a it could be a west bromwich albion player that's my, my mum's <laughs> team 
Not, not in this house, but mm, maybe not in Lincolnshire. I don't know. Maybe not in Lincolnshire. I don't know what colour. I can't even think what colour Lincoln play in. Uh, I'm sure somebody can point that out. Um, and it's on a little base, a pelter-shaped base. That's a bit more of a better descriptive term. A pelter That's a technical base. term. And on the back, the, there is the rusty remains of a, of a pin. And the suggested date is 1920 to 1960. But um, when, So it's modern. But when I look at it, I, I think that looking at the, the face, I, I'm sure I can see a little moustache there underneath. It, look, it looks like a, a proper kind of turn-of-the-century Edwardian to 1920s footballer, I think. So yeah, I'm it's so baggy, isn't it? Maybe it's one baggy, of those things yeah. where people are like representing earlier ideas about football. But I think I think it looks like, you know, those medieval manuscripts where they draw people with these really long limbs and sort of solemn yeah. faces. I think it looks a bit like that, even yeah. though it's obviously yeah. not. Yeah, it's, it's, you, you mean it's, it's got kind of Limoges, Limoges-esque kind of look to it, yeah. you think? But like <laughs> Could have decorated yeah. the lid of a casket perhaps but uh but oh, no, this is dear. A football related caskets football related <laughs> caskets yeah we only found a couple of um, really interesting lion or football related artifacts to share with you this week but there's so much more to discover on the database and i think next time there's a world cup we might have to be a little bit more strategic and possibly yeah. put together a longer series focused maybe, on yeah. objects from different countries and um, with connections to other footballing nations Ooh, I like maybe. That. Yeah, yeah, let absolutely. us know if you find any and um, enjoy the weekend of football fingers yeah, crossed Fingers crossed. Come on, England. Go on, England. It's coming home. <laughs> Goodbye. You've been listening to Passcast, the podcast from the Portable Antiquities Scheme. To find out more about what we do, to explore our database of finds, or to get contact details for your local finds liaison officer, please go to www.finds.org.uk. Thank you.